When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara and I'm here with my brother and co-host Devin. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello. Right. Devin, what do you got for us today? Um, I have a bit of a, uh, a thought exercise all right if human history were an 800 page book each page is about 250 years if we're saying human history atomically kind of modern humans started 200,000 years ago according to what we think we know today pretty much the whole book is the same hunter gatherers us scrubbing around trying to get fire, trying to mate, little bands of humans. You That's the whole book, page right. 200, page 641, same story, just uh, over and over again. You'd have to go to page 799 to get to <laughs> Darwin. You'd ha- you, that Then you'd go back one page, 798 Shakespeare, five pages Muhammad, seven pages Jesus but that's that's as that's how new we are and on that last page and then on the last like paragraph or half a page is you know is nuclear power and and the internet and and uh the industrial revolution and the United States <laughs> on the last half page of our history so i mean my the the thought project is that but I mean, what are we going to be on 801 and 802? Like, where's it going? Right. <laughs> I mean, I think the uh, that that's that exponential growth that mm. is hard to slow down, as far as we know. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, <clears throat> so so you're saying all 800 pages, that is human history. That's when there's like right. humans, as we know, basically like uh, homo sapiens. Yeah, right. some type of uh, uh, atomically modern human. Right. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah that's eight, crazy. That for <laughs> 800 page book. Yeah, 250,000 years. Two, yeah, 200,000 years, 200, about 250 000. years per page. Jeez. So, <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be until the yeah the second half. Not even the like the last few pages of the la- the last few words of the last page. Like if <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, right, right. So if some uh, other uh, uh, being out there is, was like not paying attention 
<laughs> they look down. Let, let's check right. up on the humans. Let's check up on Earth. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened? <laughs> you were supposed to be watching. Well, they weren't doing anything <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but they uh, they figured something out. So I wanted to, I mean, we can keep discussing it in general, but I wanted to have a question. Mm-hmm. Not not in general, we're just where are we going, but yeah, right. like the way our tools evolved, right? For so long, it was simple stuff, simple hunting, spears, that type of thing. Right. How are they going to evolve? And if you could have one tool that could be invented, like like if you could jump forward to page 802 and right. come back with a, a super tool, what would that be? What, what, what do you think you'd be like, man, I wish we had this, which is a bit of an odd question because we also like throwback tools. We like breaking things down to the, the most simple tools. We don't necessarily right. want something to magically be 3D printed. Because where's where's the fun in that? Right. Yeah, I know. It's hard to think of that because we do have tools now that can, you just basically tell the machine to do it and it'll make it for you. Right. You know, pretty much start to finish. There's, I'm sure, and I'm sure there's things they're working on like printing, you know, steels and things and like where you're right. actually printing different, you know, things with different hardnesses, different textures, different uh, materials. Um <clears throat> So I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a tough question because, you know, that's that's like saying, you know, what what's the next invention? Well, if I knew <laughs> right, that, yeah. I'd, well, I would have made it. You know, <laughs> um, right? It's like, what's the next thing you really want that you don't know exists yet? Right. Right. Exactly. It's like yeah. asking someone, you know, on page seven ninety nine <laughs> or yeah, seven ninety eight. Right. Do you want the internet? Right. You're like, well, what's the internet? What's yeah, a like, computer? What's a wire? What's plastic? Right. Like yeah. what? <laughs> right. Uh yeah, that's weird. So there's yeah, something so there's like, something yeah. that we we don't have any idea of that's coming. Right. That will be fantastic. That will help craftsmanship, I think. But but what could it be? Right. Maybe maybe um like bio enhancements. Mm. So you know, I and there's kind of nods to that in different movies and things like um, the the newest Terminator movie, the one with Arnold and Sarah Connor, and and then there's the like the girl Terminator, or I guess yeah. I guess she's like a Terminator hunter, mm. so she's a human from the future, but she's been like bio adjusted, you know, she's been enhanced. Right. So maybe maybe that's where that would be interesting <laughs> to have like an enhancement where you know like you have enhanced eyes so you can see really you can like really clearly with lots of light you know or enhanced <laughs> yeah. muscles so you could forge longer you know or things like that you know what i mean or like a um, hammer finger yeah <laughs> <laughs> go go gadget finger ching 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 the poke <laughs> you know what i mean so maybe that's like if I were to think of something that I would like that would help me still make things the way I like to make them mm. without it changing it and something else making it for me, right. it might be some type of like bio enhancement. Yeah. 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 Or like, um, yeah, more, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, so something uh, that, that could still be part of you, but an, an enhancement. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. yeah or, or I was thinking, well, at first I was, I'm interested by, seeing people or machines do these 3d printed homes now 
where it's just like a giant um, spigot shooting out some type of concrete, right, in mm-hmm. layers. And that's really cool. If we could find yeah. a way to make dwellings, you know, easier. Right, yeah. Um, that could really help. Uh, I did see a, a lot little, of people. I think it was like an Instagram reel or something with uh, like a, <clears throat> a a robot placing cinder blocks. Yeah. I was thinking that would be cool. Yeah. So on the next page where you can have someone helping you, right? You'd, you'd have a you know a droid or a robot helping you, and they could also, they I mean they could do the things that you could take over and say hey, I want you to do this, but you could also have them stand by and or teach you, right? As yeah. if you're standing there with a master of whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. They will show you and they'll stand uh, by and watch you and yeah. say wait wait no no uh, you know lift your hand there a little bit okay yeah. good that's better that's better great you're doing great. You know. Yeah, because that's what we don't have with like YouTube, mm-hmm. you know. That's yeah, that's good. That is good because that's one of those things that I hear people mention often, and that I've felt before that, you know, you YouTube can only take you so far far before it can no longer help you. It can't help you change your elbow just a little bit. It can't help you right. change your stance a little bit. I mean, it could. It can tell you about them. It can show you those things, but. In the moment you doing it, it can't help you. So yeah, right. if you had some type of that or some type of like holographic projection, you know, that's like a teacher yeah. there with you, or yeah, yeah, show you how, you know, like, the, or kind of go back to that enhancement, like those enhanced eyes, like it shows you where to hit <laughs> with the blacksmith hammer, you know, right. or like, you know, where, like, or like when um one of the apps that we have for sailing is called uh, it's what's it called race cues. And what it does mm-hmm. is it tracks our boat throughout the course, and we it it, it takes the local um, weather data and on, so it knows tides, it knows the speed of the wind, and so it can it can tell you what your optimal wind angle is. Now mm-hmm. we don't use it; we use it to just track us, and then we look back at it to say, okay, at this point we weren't going as fast or as the right angle as we could have been going, because it'll right. tell us it'll show us with like a yellow line, you know, and then when you're going really good, it's like a green line, you yeah. know, you're going your optimal angle, you're going as fast as possible. So like something like that, that can track and tell you how well you're doing it. You know, maybe that's that type of thing where it's like when you're hitting the right, you know, you're swinging right. It's like green every time. Bing, bing, right. bing. And then like you hit a little funky and it's like orange, <laughs> you know, and then it's red. And you're like, oh, OK, you're not doing it right. <laughs> you go back to the green. Like, and then it's, its eyes turn red. <laughs> Don't <laughs> hit it like right. that again. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't do that. Um, or, I mean, cause you'd have that right where it's also teaching you a single thing, but there's projects where you need multiple people. So right. it can teach you, but it can't do everything on its own necessarily. Right, right. So if you are doing a timber frame structure, you're there working with it. Right. Yeah. Helping, helping lift things together and it's there with you and, uh, you know, maybe something yeah. like that. You ever listen to the, um, Dak Shepard, Dak Shepard, is that his name? Um, his podcast. Armchair or something. He, is that it? He's he's yeah. the one who's who's uh, married to Kristen Bell, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I haven't actually listened to the podcast, but my friend Kate has listened to it quite a bit, and she tells me sometimes about different interviews. It seemed really cool. She was saying that I think he was interviewing the CEO of Microsoft, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, so not like Bill Gates, but the CEO. I think that's mm-hmm. what she said. And he was talking about like the future and um, the positives and negatives of what could possibly happen with AI. You know, and like in in a real world view from someone who really knows what, you know, they're doing and like what things could be really good and what things could be weird and bad, you know, and what things could be what sounds bad, but 
might be good you know like so it's it's kind of cool hearing her tell me a little bit more about that this conversation kind of reminds me of that you know like yeah. what can what can like a machine do for us in the future you know help out <laughs> yeah. you know tell you that you're doing something right or wrong you know right so <laughs> going from that totally crazy beginning yeah <laughs> right, we can discuss what we've been up to yeah and maybe that's what i was do you want to start somewhere else or no, it's fine. I was just going to ask you what you're drinking because you said you're drinking something and you have a cool Ooh. cup. A cool, yeah. Uh, I, I got a cool. Uh, I got for Christmas. My wife got me a um, a toadfish cup. Toadfish. So it's a um, kind of a, one of those steel insulated koozie things. Uh, right. But so the bottom it fits it's a can, can, or you can replace the top so it fits a bottle. Ah, uh, gotcha. It's got like a rubber collar mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah. Right. Got so it. you okay. can do either. And the bottom has this kind of weird suction cup thing that, if you pull it straight up, it comes up. It 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 releases. Right. But if you try to push it over, it doesn't fall. Weird. So it's meant to be, you know, on a on a boat, or or you know, around being you. out out. The, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Devin's so infamous for spilling drinks. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, I have that, and I am drinking mm, Stone Tangerine Express Hazy IPA. Oh, nice. That sounds good. Yeah, I went for the, um, you know the stone, they have the the devil head, like the skull? Yeah, yep. Well, not skull, I guess it's just devil head with horns. Yeah, yep. They're usually pretty expensive, but I found a nice 12-pack of a, a mixed... Uh, a mixed nice. twelve pack for uh, you know whatever twenty bucks. So you got that. It's good. Nice, right on. Awesome. Well, I got a. I'm drinking loose cannon, IPA Classic. from Heavy Seas, and then my backup beer is a Tropicannon from Heavy Seas. Hey. Classic. I actually, just went to. Uh, I think I was telling you about this, but Cranbrook Liquors, which is like right off of York Road, back behind the um, IHOP and stuff, in that little shopping center back there. Mm-hmm. Um, Cranbrook Liquors, they have a really awesome discounted section in the beer section when when beers kind of are out of season, right? They still have uh, overstock. Yeah. They'll put them there, and they're usually a dollar beer. So there's, you know, their expensive four packs are four bucks. Their six packs are six. Their twelves are twelve. Right. So I actually got a, a twelve pack of Oberon um, there. The the what's it? That's um. Oh, what's the company? Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but Oberon, which is really good beer. So that was twelve bucks, and then I got a mixed pack of um, Sierra Nevada. Their summer, like it was like a summer pack of summer brews mm, yeah. for eleven bucks for yeah. a twelve pack. Okay. So, well, I know. I was like, man, under dollar beer. It doesn't beat my. Uh, I found. The fifteen pack of pumpkin beer for eight ninety nine. Dang, pumpkin beer! So I've picked up a bunch of those. <laughs> nice. They're like I keep going back, and they still got them. I'm like, yeah, I like them. I'll do it. Dang, fifteen ninety nine for fifteen bucks for no, eight ninety nine. No, eight ninety nine for fifteen yeah, for bucks. 15, and there's still still two cases beers. left. So you know, if you're up. Uh, you know, Shrewsbury way, you know. I uh, was it the, the case, the kegging case or whatever it is up in Shrewsbury? Beer and soda. Ah, is that what it's called? Not kegging yeah. case. <laughs> Beer and soda. <laughs> but you can buy 12-packs and stuff there right now up in, up in PA. Because it used to be that you could only buy beer in cases. No, yeah, you can buy 6, 12, yeah. anything. Yeah, that's like new within the last couple of years. Yeah. Not that Devin lives in PA, he just lives closer to PA, so your closest like shopping center is up in Shrewsbury, yeah. up in PA. Yeah. Yeah. 
Nice, yeah. So yeah, um, as you were alluding to earlier, we uh, what we've been working on in the shop. Um, I <laughs> in and out of the shop. Yeah, um, I have been like, well, replacing my vice in the shop. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, I did all the cleanup and everything, and then I realized that I have a newer vice, or not a newer vice, a new to me, a vintage vice, a bigger. Uh, um, bench vice like woodworkers bench vice <clears throat> and so the last one i had was a six inch woodworkers vice and Irwin six inch so it's kind of like the the cheap one you can get it's not the cheapest thing you can get but it's the one like it's the smallest one that you can get from home depot um probably cost me 40 bucks or something when i got mm. it which is fine and you know i put bigger jaws on it. i think i put like 10 inch jaws or maybe nine inch jaws or something. So it was like two inches or so on either side, maybe 10 inch jaws wooden in you. you, There's uh, metal jaws and you always, um, you have wood on the front of them. So you have like a jaw liner. Um, so when you're using work, 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 uh, woodworkers vice, you always put jaw liners on wooden jaw liners. So I, so I extended it. So it was okay. But the, um, the way it's mounted to my bench, it was always a little bit, like it wasn't super secure. I could kind of rock it a little bit, mm. which I don't use it all that often. So it was okay, but it was enough that it annoyed me. So I'd been keeping my eyes out for a bigger, more sturdy vice for quite when, a while. And also maybe you didn't use it all that often because it wasn't great. <laughs> you know, it's like, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a chicken or the egg, right? right. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Was I miserable because I listened to pop music or was I, did I listen to pop it music? Pop music was was miserable. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, exactly. It could be that, right? I didn't use it all that often because it wasn't great. Right. Um, but it also, yeah, it wasn't mounted that well. So so I had this vice when I got the new bench for my um, grinders, which is there now. I got it over the summer for free. Um, I was just, like, kind of surfing through Facebook Marketplace, and I saw this bench, and then there was the woodworker's vice on the bench. The bench said free. So I emailed the person said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm interested in the bench. Does the does the vice come on the bench? Does that come with it? And she emailed me back and said, yes, everything that you see in the picture that's on the bench, you, it'll, you can take it with it. It's all for free. You just have to come and take it out of the basement. So I think I told this story over the summer, but my buddy Sean and I, we stopped in there one evening um, and realized that all the doorways going out from the basement were all too small to take this bench out full you know the way it was it had a um had like a pegboard on the back with a light attached to it and some stuff so we kind of took that off and started messing around with it and then realized that it just we didn't have enough time that evening so we went back i think i went back two days later and drew met me there and he helped me get it out of the bench out of the basement we had to take it apart more but all that to say is that i got that bench for free and i got the bench vice for free it's a craftsman uh nine inch uh carpenter's vice it's a nice big heavy one, and the other thing that it has is a a bench dog system. So on the vice, it has what's called a bench dog spur. So it's a little metal rectangular block that's maybe two inches tall by an inch wide by maybe a quarter inch thick, a little piece of metal, and it sits inside of a little slot vertically. So you and with a little knob on it, and you can slide it up. So it can slide from behind the metal vice right behind the handle where you'd spin the handle it's sitting right back in there in a little in a little like cavity that holds it and you slide it up so that way now it's extended up above the metal um vice jaw Mm. and then you can use that little 
now this metal rectangular block that's sticking up that's used as a bench dog so a bench dog is when you have your bench you put in you have holes in your bench and you can put in little uh, wood or metal or plastic um, things that sit down into the hole and they stick up above your bench and then you can use those in conjunction with clamps or vices to to uh, clamp wider things so I have bench dogs bench dog holes on my bench I've used them with my um, with the the double screw vice at the end and actually if you saw if you guys watched the uh, lazy Susan video where I made the lazy Susan for Devin's wife I use those bench dogs a lot to clamp that flat wood on the bench so I could hand plane it so um, so these jaws I aligned it the new vice aligned it with the existing uh, bench dog holes on my bench so that way I could use the um, the bench dog um, with the whole system and my last vice didn't have that so I wanted, so I was excited to have a new one with that system. It's a really nice thing, and I've used it before with the the end, the double screw vise, but not. I hadn't had a chance to use it with the carpenter's vise. So I um, took off the old one, and so usually when you have a workbench, you have an apron. So with a table, you have a tabletop, and then an apron usually comes down to the sides and gives you that kind of side support, and then it attaches into your legs. So the apron is usually flush with the top of the bench and then when you install a bench vise carpenter's vise you cut away a recess or you cut a hole for all the mechanics of that vise to sit in and attach to the front face of your bench so that way the jaws come in and out from the bench and there's usually there's a long screw there's you know the main threaded screw that that the jaws come in and out on and then usually you have two guide rods on either side of that screw and that helps the jaws move straight in and out <clears throat> so you can either like drill multiple holes in your bench or you can cut out a big hole and you have this whole thing that fits through <clears throat> now how my bench is made is there's a top and there's an apron but it's not flush with the front it sits back maybe three inches or so like a normal table would you have your kind of it sits up top and then the apron sits in underneath some so for my smaller vise, I just drilled three holes in it and mounted it on the front. Now, the smaller vise wasn't that deep underneath the whole mechanics because you kind of, it sits underneath and you screw it up from underneath into the top of your bench so it's secure, really secure. So I had to put a few spaces when I made that first one. So when I, when I made the mounting system for the second one, I had to put a piece of wood underneath the bench, under so under that lip, and then a piece on the front because all that metal... The metal underneath of it was too deep to sit under that lip and, and be attached to the top of the, the, you know, under the lip to the top of the table mm -hmm. because the apron was too far forward. So in the past, I just drilled those three holes and slid it in. It was fine. This one, well, it sits, it, when, I, when I put it underneath there, the whole metal, the jaw sat out further. And that's supposed to slut, sit basically flush with your table. Yeah. So I built... A, a mounting bracket with wood underneath and wood on the front basically like a big l piece that sat underneath and i attached that really securely to the bench and then i attached my whole bench vise to that mounting bracket that whole wooden wooden piece got everything secured went out bought extra hardware put it all together got it really nice it was like had a little trouble with getting the uh the the wooden uh, jaw liners attached but i got them all attached they were sitting high so i was planing them down using my hand plane because you want those wooden jaw liners to be flush with the top of the table so that way you can you know that you can clamp stuff into it, whatever it's just it's just flush that way 
what it, the reason why you want them flush and you want them is that way you can use that bench dog spur and then you can use that top of the table. So the top of your vice, the wooden jaws, the top of the wooden jaws are aligned with the top of the table. So everything mounted right, but because of the way the, um, I guess when I, the, the mounting system I made, I made it kind of thick, maybe like an inch thick. So I mounted everything up, got it all down. I was hand planing the top of those uh, jaw liners to get them flush. And I realized, I look over and I realized that the front metal jaw that comes in and out mm-hmm. was sitting down below the top of those jaw liners, probably an inch, maybe an inch and a quarter. And that, then I, it hit me that when I slide that bench dog spur up, it only, it only moves up like three quarters of an inch. You know, it's only, it only is supposed to stick up just a little bit, like kind of a half inch or maybe like, you know, maybe five eighths of an inch over the top of your jaw liners because you don't want to sit so high because you, that's the whole point is that you can clamp things that are flat without, uh, the, without the clamps interrupting the top. So you can plane the top. Mm-hmm. So I like, I like look over and I see it and I realize it and I like flip it and slide it up. And it's when at its highest point, it's below my jaw liners, which are already right at the bench top. So it's not even like my jaw liners are too high. So I realized that I wasn't able to use that bench dog spur the way I had it set up. So I was like, oh, no. And, like, I had worked on it for, like, multiple days, you know. <laughs> set everything up because I, like, I made the bracket system. I had to glue it and screw it on. Let it, I let it dry overnight. And then I came back and I mounted it and drilled all these holes in the apron underneath so I could put in the things. And so I had new holes drilled, everything in my bench. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so that's when I took the picture and posted it on Instagram and actually did a little competition. Just ask people. I was like, whoever can tell me why, you know, what I did wrong here, I'll send the <laughs> sticker pack. So uh, actually, let me uh, let me look at it real quick and I'll shout out the uh, the guy who did that, who uh, who recognized it. Yeah. Um, and and it you also didn't you take pictures before you realized that something was wrong yeah yeah so i think i remember looking on it on it yeah because i was um, excited about it yeah i took a picture of the two vices and i posted it right the small the big one was sitting on the table and the and i put the small one on top of it so you can really see the size difference i was like i'm really excited i'm mounting this new one and in that picture the wooden mounting bracket is attached already so mm. if you see that picture you can see what i'm talking about that whole bra- bracket is there um but yeah so uh it was um uh, uh, at Jason Ridenor, uh, dot 39, right? Jason dot Ridenor dot 39. He was the one who said it. He said your bench dog spur sitting below your tabletop. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of cool because then he had kind of a conversation with somebody else who was like, that's crazy. You knew what that was. I don't even know what a bench dog spur is. So he like told him what it was and explained to it. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, you got it. You know? So a couple of people like thought that, um, that it was because, the like it wasn't it was sitting above my tabletop and it wasn't it was pretty it was flush so that wasn't the answer and then it was a couple of people who actually said like oh you can't get into your drawer now which is underneath and i was like oh that's funny like i can but it does definitely look like it's blocking <laughs> the drawer uh but yeah so yes yeah, so if you see if you look at the last two posts that i have on instagram one is of the bench with the bench dog spur sticking up and you can see it's below the wood uh, jaws and it's also which are that would be below the surface of the table which is where it needs to be and then in the second the most recent post is the uh using the bench dog spur to hold that piece of wood flat on the mm. bench so 
it shows what I mean. But yeah, it was it was really frustrating. So I ended up I ended up taking it all apart. Um, I had to actually put in a couple screws where the screw heads broke off. So I had to like smash it off, you know, like mm. hitting it with a hammer, like psh, just breaking off. Originally, I was gonna try to use it and try to cut it on the band, the table saw, and try to alter it, and that didn't happen. So I actually did it the proper way, where I I cut out mm-hmm. a piece of the the apron. Um, so it's just a two by four, but I cut out the piece of two by four to fit the whole mounting bracket in. So it's it, it needed to fit further in than the two by four, but not a whole two by four width. So mm. what I did is I actually cut out a chunk of two by four and then I sistered in another piece of two by four behind it. So I still have like that support there. And then in that, in that new two by four, which is another thickness back, then I drilled new holes in it and put it in. And, and then like the holes were drilled a little crooked so, because the way the bench is like the, the metal jaws aren't exactly 90 degrees from the mounting part to the front, which is weird. I don't know why they aren't, but I mean, you know, adjustments of that drilled the holes and tried to put it in. It didn't fit in. I'm like looking in, I'm like, how do I alter that now? And cause it was already like screwed in and stuff. I was like, ah, so I was using a, a rat tail rasp and like digging out the wood and stuff from the back. And, uh, it was so frustrating, but did you get, did you get it figured out. Yeah, 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 it's done. Like I said, those two that the most recent post on Instagram is finished. So that's it done. And and yeah, so it's so if you look at the how those uh, wooden uh, jaw liners are mounted, um, you can see in that in that second to last post, they're sitting up quite a bit above the jaw liners, the met or the jaw liners are sitting up above the jaws. And then in the last post. Um, they're sitting. It's they're, they're sitting just like a quarter inch. Like the jawliners, only a quarter inch above the jawliners, and that's the trick. You got to have them. So, so I just need to figure out a way to mount the whole thing a little higher up. All the the jaw, the whole vice a little higher, so it was closer to the top of the table. That way, when I put the jawliners in, I didn't need them to stick up so high. I needed them only just to be a little bit. But you want to have jawliners that sit up higher than the metal vice because when you're using uh, like hand plane things like that metal you know blades you want them to be if you slip on something or if it hits your vice it's hitting wooden jaws and not the metal yeah so yeah Yeah. so it was uh it was really annoying it's funny because over the christmas break and through new year's i was like busting my ass like working down the shop every day for hours you know cleaning and doing tons of stuff and then everything was clean and then i was like working on this one little project for like five days. Cause I would only get like, <laughs> like half an hour, 45 minutes, these different days. And I was like, go downstairs, be able to work a little bit, figure out I'd like needed something or had to make something. And it took a while. And then I was like all excited cause I got it done. I was like, yeah, I'm just like hand planing the top of the jaws. Cause it's all done. I just had to bring them down a little bit. No, not done. You have to start all over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, that's uh, that's been that was like five days of my week so far. Uh, it's done now. Yeah, yeah, it's done now. So how about you, Dev? What you been up to? <laughs> well, I made the uh, the bad decision of trying to uh, replace sliding glass doors with French doors, <laughs> which is not a bad decision. That's a great decision. Well, yeah, if you're not putting it in yourself. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. It's a great thing. <laughs> but if you are, boy, it was uh it was something. Yeah. Um so 
uh, for people who, uh, I guess everyone doesn't know. Um, well, I, I think I told it, maybe not, but so I bought our parents' house and we're trying to redo the kitchen. So, uh, my wife wanted some new appliances. So said, okay, we'll start there. We'll, we'll get some new appliances, but they don't fit through the small doors and, and windows and sliding doors in the old part of the house, which is where the kitchen is. Right. Because these fridges are huge. Yeah. <laughs> like, everything's giant now. Um, but those are the ones she's interested in, so right. we had to figure out, we're just like, well, what are we going to do? And we came to the thing, well, we wanted to change out the sliding door anyway, because it was old, yep. and it was real tough to open, and then the the glass, something had gotten inside the two panes of glass on one of them, so you couldn't really see. Th- it had yeah, to go, like basically. Condensation and stuff inside, yeah. So it was just not good. Um, so then we had to make the decision. I was like, well, I kind of look into it. You look into it. Is it worth it for you to do it? Can I do it? Right. Um, I fe- I just assumed we could after watching some videos. <laughs> um, it seemed relatively simple, and I figured right. if we had enough friends and brothers and you and dad and everyone right. come we'd all put our heads together and figure it out and that's what we ended up doing spoiler alert but <laughs> i mean you know if you buy the door it's anywhere from 600 to two thousand dollars yeah and then you know they want a handyman's gonna want like 500 bucks to install right. it, to put it in know? yeah and that's a yeah. good chunk yeah that's like your almost your stove, you know. That's like another appliance, almost. Yeah, right. Um, so, right, and I most just, people, you know, some a lot of people would just do that because they don't have a choice, right? Right. But or we we mm-hmm. have a choice because we're all mm-hmm. makers and doers. You know, our whole mm-hmm. family, our dad, our brothers, you, I. You know, like we're all people who are DIY. Like we're mm-hmm. gonna try to do it, and we we can do it. You know, we, we know how to read directions. We know how to measure. We know how to use tools. We know how to, you know, we have experience with home stuff and construction stuff. So Right. You know. And watching, like I said, watching the videos gave me confidence in it. It seemed relatively straightforward. And it is, mm-hmm. as in the idea of replacing a square block in your wall is, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Taking it out, making sure the frame around that block is secure, and then putting another block in, right? Yeah. The structure is already standing, and it will stand with or without that block in it. So you just have to slide something out and slide something back in, (laughs) is the general idea. Yeah. Um, So then we're, like, going back and forth, but it's like, I need to do it, or I'm not going to be able to get anything in the kitchen. So we have to to do this first, so let's just get on it. And I I just went ahead and ordered it. for what we thought we needed and I couldn't really get in. I mean, I guess I could have peeled back the, the trim and then put it back on, but I didn't want to cause I got a puppy right. and my daughter's 15 months old and you know, it's, I can't really have that stuff open, you know, in the house. Right. So I just kind of measured where I thought it was. And there was like three sizes of doors. Right. And the the smallest size was really close to what I, you know, right. and I kept seeing that same size. So I just assumed, okay, this is the general size. 
and it's it's going to be within like a half inch, quarter inch, right, of what we needed to do, and it seemed undersized, so that was good. So I ordered it, and right after I ordered it, I told um, our dad, I said, hey, uh, I don't know, in a month this door's supposed to come, can you come help? Um, or no, I said, I want to get a new door and and replace a sliding door. He's oh. He said, well, you better get someone to do that for you. It's pretty complicated. I've never done it. <laughs> That's what he said right away. I was like, well, I already bought the door. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I've watched a couple of YouTube videos, so we're going to do it. He's like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> He's like, all right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, and then, you know, I told you and and, uh, and uh, my buddy Guy. and um, But then uh, Dad couldn't come and... And Guy couldn't come, so it was just you, me, and Drew, and that was right. fine because right. you and Drew are both handy. So, right. um, we got it done. Well, you guys came over, and uh, the, came the over wife, at nine. Yeah. wife, and the kid, <laughs> the wife and the kid left. So we could. It was real cold that day. Yes, <laughs> it was cold. But you know, we were, we half half of it wasn't so cold. We were inside half the time. So. Yeah, no, it was fine. So we we opened a hole in the wall and pulled the old uh, <laughs> shit out and uh, and went to went to town. We we had to replace the well not replace we had to put in a frame, which was yeah. nice. So each step I kept like breathing a sigh of relief. Right. Right. Yeah. Like I didn't even want to unwrap the door, which I felt bad about. But I was like, mm. if I, if I have to send it back and I find something, I want it ready to get out of here. You know, I don't want it to yeah, be unwrapped right. and I don't want to hurt it and. But they're like, make sure you check in, make sure you measure it. And I just kept doing general measurements, thinking it's close enough. <laughs> right. So finally, I was like, oh, it's KO fit. And this, and we pulled it out, and I got to see. You know, you kind of don't know what the frame right. of yeah, these things look like. Yeah, it's all covered in cardboard and right. stuff. And, yeah. No, I'm, now I mean the, um, the actual sliding doors. Oh, right. Yeah, the I didn't really frame. know. Yeah. And we're like, we're like, what what was attached to this metal, um, you know, right. sliding door system, and what was there as a part of the structure <clears throat> but we uh yeah got it done and luckily we still got a lot of uh wood and stuff <laughs> around the house from dad's saving everything so right we had all the stuff we needed to make up the frame and that was kind of the easy part was pulling it out yeah building the frame and having it set and ready and then we, yeah. we wrapped it with some uh like uh, I don't know what it's called, but some the, some like tape with, stuff yeah, or whatever it's yeah, called with yeah. like a rubber a rubber flashing ru- rubber membrane thing. Right. Yeah. We we got it all ready to go and and that was the easy part. And then the frustrating <laughs> that was part, the was, part was the next four hours or whatever yeah, that right. we're we're t- putting it in and shimming it and it's not working and one door's not working. Then we take it out and look for something else and then we put it back in and shim it again and screw it and then. Do less screws and then more screws and look at it again and then try to open a door and then take all the shims out and just screw yeah, things with all the, the shims out. Yeah, right. And then take those screws out and put all the shims back in. <laughs> it would be like it was it was the one step forward, like ten steps back. Yeah. We'd figure one thing out. And then of course, because I mean it's French doors, so it's every little angle changed or I mean we had we really tried to get everything level and even. <clears throat> Right. Because that's key. They constantly tell you that. Because then they start to twist and they won't open right. It's it's really brutal to get those two doors to meet up in yeah. the middle. And and I think, um, without jumping ahead too far in your story, 
the I guess we're already kind of to that point. You know, we talked about like mm-hmm. it took us forever to get it to to like all be the same thing, and it's because vinyl is like working with a lasagna noodle. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. It's not it's not solid the whole way. Like you right. can bend every little thing, and when you're right. hanging doors on hinges, those hinges need to be all aligned and straight so that way the door swings yeah. even without bending or without locking or, or racking. And when your your frame of the entire French door system is made of vinyl, it's super flexible. <laughs> so yeah. it's like they're like, well, okay, shim everything up, you know, four inches from each end and get it all straight. So we did that, okay. And then hang your door and, and screw in your hinges. Like, yeah, but then when you screw in the hinge, then the hinge, the, when you screw the top screw in the hinge, it bends the hinge towards the wall. And you screw the bottom <laughs> screw of the hinge and it bends it down. And then if you do one a little bit too much, it bends, pushes in too far. And one, it's like, uh Yeah, like you said, it was like one step forward, ten steps yeah. back. And yeah, it's trying to. adjusting and. Yeah. Right, it's trying to like, like you say, almost like noodles or like it's trying to like. If you were to make a square with pool noodles, yeah, right. Every exactly. every little bit, you'd have these wobbles. And it, right. I mean, they do it because it's cheaper now to do these composite composite yeah. frames and stuff. And, yeah, and, and they're and in the long run, last forever. Right, yeah. they'll last forever. But it's a son of a bitch to try to get them mm-hmm. all straight and nice because they'll they'll be bendy and and wacky, and that's yeah. what we had to do. And then finally, for a while, we could not get the secondary door. That locks down, you know, yeah, the you have bolts your primary in. door that you open a lot, and right. a secondary door that doesn't have a handle. It just it bolts in, yeah, top and bottom, right. and then you can scotch. pop it open. And for mm-hmm. for about two hours, we couldn't even get it open, almost. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Without like yeah, yeah like lifting and yeah. pulling, and and we, I mean, it was so tight on there that we were convinced that there was some bolt or some safety screw on the bottom of the frame that we just hadn't removed. You know. <laughs> Like this, we thought that you know, like the sticker that came with it had like flown off. That said, make sure you remove safety bolt on bottom to open yeah. secondary door. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> I was like looking for that through the through the plastic wrap. Yeah, like, there's got to be something here. Yeah, before we take it all apart. Yeah, which, attention. Which, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and we had to take it back out and all these things, but yeah, after um, like yeah, after like you know caulking in the whole bottom and everything, and like mm-hmm. bend the whole frame out and look on the bottom, you're like. There's nothing here. <laughs> There's no <laughs> screw. There's yeah. nothing. So we're like, okay, I guess it's not that. <laughs> Stand it back up, put it back in the frame, start shimming it back up, start trying to get that door open, which we did eventually. It was just yeah. super tight and, you know, catching the latch because the whole thing was racking. You know, it's like. Right. Hey. So <clears throat> we got that. And then, so this is where we would need our, our robot friend to tell yeah. us. Like, <laughs> right. hey, exactly. Check that out. Do this. Make yep. sure this is there. Here, let me hold this for you. I'll measure yeah. this. Here's a little trick. You put a shim here, and that way, <laughs> then you do these three, and they all stay exactly the same every time. Like, those yeah. are the things. And we've talked about that before on the podcast, those, like, tricks right, that right. make it easy when you know the trick. And you're like, mm. oh, that's so easy. But if mm-hmm. you don't know the trick, and the trick is easy. If you know the trick, then you, don't know you can the trick, do the right. thing. Yeah, it's like like anything, you know, making something. Well, the trick is just this: if you hold it this one way and you put a light on it this way, you can see that thing really well, and it makes <laughs> it really easy to do what you're trying to do. But right. if you don't know that trick, it's really hard to do. <laughs> like, right? Yeah. So it's anyway. So we finally get it to where the secondary door opens and closes real nice and smooth. Yep. And then the the main door closes with a little bit of a you got to give it a little bit of a push pull it mm-hmm. and it closes nice but for 
So we had gotten it there, and then we wanted to change stuff to make it better. And then again, we went. It got worse, and then we couldn't even close the damn door at all. It it wouldn't even push through. Remember that towards the end. Yeah. And then uh. we un unscrewed it and unshimmed it and reshimmed it and got back to that pretty good spot. <laughs> yeah. It, it yeah. Is which where we settled on, and our brother Drew was trying to. I mean, he was he he had an idea of what to do. Right. But we were just running out of daylight, and we were just and. It's one of those things where you think you're close, and we keep working on it. Like our in our in our head is, we're gonna get it to work like perfect and nice, where you can right. push close the door with a finger and it locks. You know, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> you have that idea, and then you get close to it, and then you go, "Oh, well, let's keep working on it. We can get it perfect." And then you have a setback that screws it up so bad, and you're just wishing, "Can we please <laughs> get back?" back? To the yeah, almost right. like the the good enough position, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then we finally hit that spot, and I was just like, "All right, that's enough. We're done. It's getting late. Yeah, this is good." And and that's kind of where it's settled. And actually, it's gotten a little better dust. Oh, good. Nice. I don't know what it is. Maybe the expandable foam I used in it, and, and pushing, and the settling, and yeah. whatever. Or maybe I've just gotten used to how to used to how to close it. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah, the more the more familiar with you the more familiar you be, you become with like the right amount of pressure. It'll just be mm-hmm. like every time like click, it'll be easy, you know. And then when other people use it already like, yeah, just push it a little bit, it'll close. You yeah. Know, like, oh, I'll just say yeah, give it a yep, close it. Push it. a little push, yeah. Click, close it like you mean it. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's uh that's uh, what kind of door it will be, but it looks good and today yeah. I did the trim. I I, nice. I I cycled between working on the trim and then we put my daughter down for a nap, and then I switched to editing. So that's getting close to done. Um, All right, so, I know. So I that'll try. be done. <laughs> I I actually reached out to you a couple times, being like, "Hey, how's that? Uh, how's that video going?" Because last <laughs> week on the podcast, you're like, "Hold me accountable to be done before next week." That's right. So and I was tomorrow. like, I had, to, I had to like reach out to you a few times just to check, you know, just to like yeah. put it back in your head. <laughs> I know you're yeah, doing a ton of stuff. We're, we're doing good, and, and um, so the trim on the inside is done. Nice, and that yeah. that turned out real nice. We got that picked it up today. And I got that all sealed, and I sealed some of the inside. That I mean, but that foam really expanded dust. Like, oh yeah, right. and it was so cold. And reading the back of the foam cans, a lot yeah. of people listening will know it. It just doesn't want to work well in cold, right? But it will eventually expand. And like in the morning, it had like grown. <laughs> you know, it was like spewing out, and I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that's great. Was so, it dry? Like it was dry. Point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was actually That's really... a good thing, I guess. Like, you know, you can just cut it off if it's too big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, and, it, and the good thing was it, it was it's made for windows and doors. So mm-hmm. it's not spo- – it doesn't have a big pressure to expand. Right, yeah. Some some will push out, you know, but you don't want that. So right. this stuff was really good. It just kind of expanded to the outside, not, not yeah. as much on the inside. And then I, I okay. caulked up with a bunch of silicone caulk on the inside, and then I – put the trim on and then caulked all the edges of the trim so nice. i mean it is it is sealed nice <laughs> um, and then the next step is to do the same for the outside but the outside is a little difficult and i texted you guys today talking yeah. about it you, you might come up this weekend and maybe we'll talk about it next week yeah hopefully we get that figured out i think we're gonna need a normal trim and then maybe a, you know one a smaller uh just one inch trim thing on right you know, below it just to step it down a bit Right. And just, you know, um, nail those together or glue one in. and Yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's cool. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, the, uh, I know when we were working on, 
the the inside you took out those two pieces of flooring that were like gonna come mm. too mm-hmm. far in but then the picture you sent looks like that's kind of back in place what'd you do did you get it back in place or what the flooring isn't back in place okay i just left a gap on the on the bottom okay so what i'll do is i'll slide one piece in slide it under yeah and then the other since i don't really have room to slide it but there is about a half inch to an inch kind of against the wall almost right where i can just wedge it in and pull that back and and i think the trim will still cover it okay right. um and and the way the tr- the the flooring cuz it's a uh, what do we call it um it's the fake wood wood the that you, yeah that you snap yeah, in snap together yeah so it's nice but that that edge was never really well snapped. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? So I think I might either just cut the, uh, um, what would you call it? The threshold or something. No, no, no. But what's the, grab? Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the, um, the tongue, tongue and groove right. or whatever. Maybe I'll, I'll just tongue, cut, yeah. maybe I'll slice that out. Cause it never popped in cause right. it was too thin. So I might yeah. just slice, slice out the one that's there now. And lay those pieces in, and either right. glue them or just let them sit, because you're never gonna, you're never gonna step an inch right, exactly. from the from the, from door. the yeah, because it has that inch step up anyway of, of the plastic of the composite right. the vinyl anyway. Yeah, so you're right. not stepping on it; you're stepping over it. Um, I I just watched the uh, Jimmy Duresta the second part of his um, uh, trailer build video. Mm-hmm. You saw that one. I know you watched the first one. So he, he put out the second one, finishing oh, nice. the trailer. Um, and he uses that composite flooring, the snap-together composite flooring, on the floor and on one of the walls. And mm-hmm. on both, <laughs> I think the floor and the wall, he, like, cut out the locking part of both of them. He just, like, <laughs> cut the locking part because it was, like, it wasn't snapping together well. He's like, this stuff is supposed to just snap real easy together, but it doesn't. So he's like, so I just end up cutting the little locking part off or whatever, like, so not the whole tongue, but just the like the locking part, you know, or whatever. And he did that on the wall and on the floor. Both times he talked about how it was like really frustrating, so he just cut it off. He's like, I'm just glu- I'm gluing it on anyway. So he's like, glue the back of it, put it in place. Uh, yeah, you know? sure. I mean, if you're gonna glue it on, then you yeah, do it doesn't need to lock, right? Exactly. Yeah, but it's, but yeah. it's that floating <laughs> floor. It's really nice stuff. Yeah, it is nice stuff. We yeah we put one in at my parents house is what we were talking about your house now and then uh more recently we put it in at their new house so we installed another one and, and uh had the had the experience of the first knowing kind of how it locks together and stuff it's still frustrating and hard but you know it does work and they're always like yeah. just push it in and lock it in lock these two together like yeah it sounds nice and easy but it's like I was, my hands were sore for days because I'm like pounding and pushing and hard, right. you know, trying to right. re- shimmy and, uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, I have your pry bar, your new one, okay. slim pry. I, it somehow got into my uh, tool bag. I realized it. I was like, Oh, I got that. Hopefully he doesn't need that right now. <laughs> no, yeah. no. Everything's already pried off. So I'm, I'm yeah. good to go. You got all sorts of new tools though, too. Like just at the house, you got some fun new stuff yeah. and things for this, and getting those uh, that those homeowner tools. I know it's great. <laughs> I've just been going to Home Depot and buying. But I'll take one of these and one of those. And <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, a couple those of these. Are, right. I like. Um, I w- not that I, I would assume that you kind of have a, a feeling of what tools are necessary from like 
filming our channel for five years now or four years mm-hmm. or whatever it is. You know, it's like uh, this thing. I you know I could probably use this thing, but you probably don't need it because you know I never use it and I use other things to do the same thing. So you're like, oh yeah, this is one of those things that doesn't use all the time or something like <laughs> that. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm getting some stuff together and like we said, That's we're gonna cool. have to do the. Uh, do the shop the, build the, the shop build but yeah, yeah there you have it so the french doors are in your vice is in mm-hmm. and we are moving on i will have yeah. this video done i got i got uh time to plenty of time tomorrow that's my plan to knock nice. that thing out tomorrow and hopefully have it out for sunday on sunday for you folks that'll be good yeah. um revolution grinder it is is it the greatest grinder of all time video nice um it's coming together nice. It's it's a, a chill unboxing, building, and then using it some video. It's, it's cool. Sweet. Right on. That's awesome. Nice. I was just uh, I was just earlier as I was waiting to start the podcast, I was kind of scrolling through Instagram looking for a recommendation, which I have. Um, but uh, I came across uh, Clay Hayes. He posted about putting up a new video of like a – building a bow with no talking and just like asmr you know yeah. just him building using hand tools and i was like oh we got to do another video like that you know those are easy <laughs> like you just film me and i just build it and then i don't have to talk it's like oh that's easy it takes a lot like <laughs> way less time there's no takes yeah. you know it's just like just keep on building <laughs> you know so we did the uh, I, I think the the hatchet the the giveaway i think what was that like 25,000 subscribers or something we hit, you know, we, we did it or no, or maybe it was like something like a, we had a video and if you commented or something, I forget what it was, but I made a bushcraft hatchet for somebody and, and we made a video of making that hatchet, but there was no talking cause the other one we had already done, you know? So it was just like, just filming. And it's funny cause it turns out that like what I did at the end of the grinder video, the most recent one was to work on modifying a half hatchet for, uh, <laughs> for making a bushcraft hatchet. So. Mm. All goes back to the half hatchet. Got a couple of them that I have in the works. Nice. All right. Well, my recommendation for this week um, is actually uh, Paul Sellers. So Paul is a woodworker, um, and a British woodworker. He's in his in his seventies now, and he's been doing YouTube videos and how to. And he's been a woodworker his whole life. Um, Andy Rawls, who we had on the podcast early on, actually took classes from Paul when he was in Texas. Mm. He came to Texas and took some classes from him. Um, but I'm recommending his YouTube channel because he has a whole, uh, workbench series that he made and it has a really good, um, episode. I forget which episode it is episode eight or episode nine where he's working on the top and he's installing a carpenter's vice. And I've seen him do that one before and I watched him go through it. And so I actually, when I was having trouble with my vice and trying to think about what I wanted to do, I was rewatching that video. Um, and he does a really good job. It's like really easy, really laid back, you know, as he's talking and he's just building things and lots of hand tools and everything looks so easy. You know, it's like, he's been doing it forever. So he's like, Oh, you just do this and you do this, cut this out, screw this in. It's like, takes no time at all. You know, I'm like, Oh man, he just did that in a day. Take us like five (laughs) days to shoot that video. You know, it's like, but, uh, but yeah, really good video series where he built his workbench and he does it kind of, um, uh on a like a budget kind of you know it's not he's not using all the greatest materials it's kind of he uses a bunch of um 
two by fours from whatever hardware store there is in the UK, you know, like, like our home depots here, just standard. Right. And I think he used like two by fours and he just, he planed off the bull noses and stuff and he just laminates the whole top and puts it together. And, and actually I think the first time I saw, uh, that bench being made was actually Wrangler star was following his like bench plans and following along and building a bench based off of like what Paul Sellers did. So then I ended up checking on Paul Sellers and, I, and then, after I, it was like later, I think he's probably done a couple of series of making a workbench, but then he made a more recent one, which is the one with like mounting the new bench vice and stuff in. So check that out. Paul Sellers on YouTube, Paul S E L L E R S. Great, great work. He's got maybe like 670,000 subscribers, something like that. So got a good size channel and lots of awesome videos on woodworking. Um, really, really cool stuff. We like to help the small channels, like yeah, always, you know, right? We do. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine will be. This person actually has less than us, but I'm sure will soon surpass us. Um, the channel is Justin Hawkins rides again. Uh, Justin Hawkins is the lead singer of the band The Darkness. Um, if you don't know that band, or you'll probably remember the song. I believe in a thing called love. Just a little Just bit of the heart. heart. Right. <laughs> but I, I love the love. love the darkness. That um that album Permission to Land is really good. One of my favorite of all time. The whole album's awesome. And they've got a bunch of uh other good ones and so I'm a big fan of the band. Um but he just recently started his own channel, Justin Hawkins Rides Again. He's got sixty uh, something thousand subscribers so he's you know he's a well-known person and a lot of his videos have done well already um but he just does music theory and talks about bands and just general stuff which i'm surprised more people don't do more musicians you know what i mean yeah right like you have all these random people talking about this stuff and they get a lot of a lot of listens and views, like music theory and or, or anything. But why aren't there more of the actual people who do it doing those videos? I guess right. they're busy still making music and stuff. And, you know, The Darkness is a, is a big band, but they're not, like, they're not doing stadium tours. So maybe that's why he has time to, like, sit down. And he just talks. They're, like, 10 to 20-minute videos of him talking about modern bands and ones he likes and, like, his top five Paul McCartney songs or nice. or or what about the Foo Fighters do I like or he'll talk about like funk bands and stuff and he's just mm. since he's kind of a classic rock and roller he he's good um at discussing that stuff nice um so that's a, a really cool channel uh he talks about how <laughs> why the band Greta Van Fleet they're not so great they're have you ever heard them <laughs> yeah the name sounds familiar well, yeah. yeah they're the Led Zeppelin ripoff band if they've done like I'm torn if you listen to him he sounds um, you mean the lead singer sounds like he just sounds just like Robert Plant and their yeah, songs you're talking about yeah. their songs are just like Led Zeppelin songs right yep yep like they would be the greatest Led Zeppelin cover band ever but you know, they're just a rip-off band. Yeah, right. You know? They're not they doing covers. <laughs> yeah, they sound exactly like Led Zeppelin. It's just if Led Zeppelin made a couple shitty albums, you'd get Greta Van Fleet. Um, so, but he talks about them, and it 
it is what it is, and he knows. Yeah. But he, you know, he appreciates still people doing rock and roll and making their own music like that. There's some merit to that, but right, right. Um, he's saying you know you should do your own thing. You guys have skill, but anyway, he goes into all that stuff, and he'll do stuff about Adele and Britney Spears, and he'll go back and talk about funk bands or rock and roll bands. So nice. That's that's, that's one of those things that I love about <clears throat> about artists and musicians and people who are. Uh, who are part of a a larger community of makers, right? So it could be any type of makers. Usually those people have a wide knowledge of within their profession, within their, uh, within their muse, right? So mm. like musicians, and, and, and I've talked about this before, but usually musicians know a lot about a lot of musicians, right? Because they're interested in music. Right. And so, they started a band because they're interested in music. You know, right. maybe maybe they were inspired by one one band, but but they listen to tons of music and they know about music. They know about like rhythm and tempo and beat and bass and drums and and what bands are good at this and what bands are good at this and what like weird, you know, like pop artists have a great backup drummer. You know, like they know all that <laughs> stuff. The same way, like, you know. I as a as a painter know mm. about tons of painters, you know, like whether they're painters that paint yeah. like me or not, you know, I have this wide knowledge of artists and things because I've inter- I've been interested in them and I learn about them and and yeah, you don't you think, you know, like the lead singer of 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 the darkness would know about like hair metal bands, you know, or something, you know, like that's what he right. would know about, but but he's a he's you know, a student of music and, mm-hmm. and, a, and he's passionate about music. And so he, you know, has got this broad knowledge. So it's always interesting to listen to people who are passionate and, and are do well in what they do because they usually have tons of inspiration behind what they actually do. You know, brought them to that point. Right. Pretty cool. Yeah. Speaking of that, I actually have a, one more quick recommendation is actually the full black, full blast podcast with Jeff Fader. Um, who is on also the Make Great Network? He uh, he recently. What, what is that network? Does that exist? I don't know. <laughs> is, that a, is that a real network? We, no a, one knows. Yeah, we're still part of it. You know. Yeah. 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 We're along with those guys. We're all on there. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but Jeff interviewed um, uh, what's his name? Shoot, um, uh, Paul, Paul Radner. Paul Radner, I think is his name. Or, sorry, it's it's around the tip of my tongue. Uh, sorry, Josh Radner. So Josh Radner is Ted Mosby from uh, How I Met Your Mother, the show How I Met Your Mother, the main character. Right, right, right. So uh, Josh was a was a schoolmate or college. Um, you know, uh, he was Josh and Jeff went to the same college. They were both there the same year, so they're both freshmen at the same time. You know, they went to the same college and became friends. And so, um, you know, so he interviewed him. But it's really cool, that same kind of vein of someone who's really passionate about what they do knows a lot about other things, right? And so, mm-hmm. like, you always think, okay, well, it's like someone who's who was in a sitcom, you know. But the fact that they're in a sitcom doesn't mean they're, they're just like a random actor that could only do sitcoms. You know, they're like, they were an actor. Most of these people who are on shows and TV shows and whatever, or in on Broadway are like, they have been acting in plays and, and, you know, films and videos and things their entire lives. They can do a broad range of things and they know lots of people and they know lots about it, but they ended up, you know, going into one thing or another for one reason or another, you know? So, 
is a really cool conversation. And Josh Radner seems like, you know, a pretty down to earth guy. He's, he's not like a, like a super famous, not like an A list, but he's like probably a B list, you know, like he's, a, he's pretty good. You know, when yeah. you see him, you know who he is, you know, that's right. that, that show ran for nine years. You know, like 500 and something episodes or 200, whatever it is, like crazy, you know. And that's like one of those super popular shows that everyone will know forever, like Seinfeld and Friends and Cheers and, you know, and uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, the 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 Vietnam War one, you know, like all these shows that we'll know forever. MASH. Like, yeah, MASH, right, exactly. You know, MASH is the Korean War. Korean War, right, yeah. Which I, I also, uh, someone brought it up the other day, I thought it was Vietnam too, but uh, Korea apparently. Yeah, but um, yeah. So it's just kind of it was just a cool, uh, cool interview. So if if you uh, if you're interested in a really interesting interview with someone who's kind of in you know that famous position, um, but more like a conversation with jo- uh, with Jeff Fader, who's more of like a down to earth you know maker, it was a really interesting conversation and a cool uh, interview. I haven't finished it yet, but go check it out on the Full Blast podcast. All right, well that's it. Have you got anything else for us? No, that's it. Hopefully cool. uh, this comes out Sunday. The other video will come out. And we're going to yeah, keep making them. Get back to it. Yeah, right. I know. I'm excited. We have the uh, the toy box to finish up. I want to work yeah. on that because it's kind of sitting there in my shop. It's like looking at me. You know, it's like, <laughs> I want to be done. And it's it's a little daunting because we have to make a, a latch. We have to yeah. we have to fabricate a metal latch that works a certain way. Right. And it doesn't seem like a hard thing, but... So I don't think it will be. It's just something that's not what I don't normally do. So it's it's kind of fun and also intimidating at the same time. So I'm excited to right. do that and work on that thing and get it to work the way we want it to and, you know, fiddle with it, work on figuring. So <laughs> I was thinking about it the other day and thinking about some of the things like looking back that we could have changed and it would have been fine. And I was like, eh, well, whatever, too late now. <laughs> so, But it'll work. So, all right. Well, thank you guys all so much for listening. Um, we uh we're in to 2022 this has been a blast and it's good to get back into it after you know a break this is our second week back after the christmas break it's weird like those two weeks feel like a long time even though they were just two weeks and uh and after taking those two weeks off the fact that we have done you know over a year and we're coming up onto two years of uh of podcasting it just seems kind of crazy that we do it every week you know it's it like is, it's it an interesting thing uh but it, i have it, some good it it just it, it freaks me out a little bit. I've talked about this before that there's so much recorded uh, history of or just recorded conversations. Lives. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I don't know if I'd want to listen to our dad discuss normal things. I, I would, but you know, it's like how much of that do you want to unpeel? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, like, yeah, because when we talk every week we're talking about like little bits of things, you know, like, and then it's like, they all add together to make this big, you know, overview of when, you know, if you're watching it on YouTube, you get it once, you know, twice a month, maybe once a month, depending on what, when we are in our progress (laughs) of YouTube, you know, sometimes we were putting out three videos a month, but then with this, it's like every week, you know, so it's little bits of things that keeps going and going and going. Yeah. It's like capturing all this little behind the scenes stuff. Which is what's fun about it, I think. You know. Yeah. Well, if uh, it's interesting, Maeve, if you're listening to this when you're older, <laughs> hello, I love you. And I, love uh, you. I was just uh, looking through pictures um, 
on on Facebook with Corinne last night. She was like, "I want to let's look back at some pictures." So we were looking back at pictures from when she was younger and stuff. And there's some cute pictures of her when she was like a year and a half old. And I was like, "Oh, look, you look like Mave. <laughs> You're like <laughs> so little right then. It's so cute." So. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thank you again so much for listening. It's been a blast. Uh, make sure that you don't forget to follow us on Instagram um, at the Art of Craftsmanship and at the Art of Camera Guy. Uh, Devin should maybe you'll post a picture of that uh, of the, um, the the French doors so that way people can see what we okay. did. You know, you can check it there at the Art of Camera Guy. Oh yeah, then, uh, yeah. I have a few uh, yeah. um, in progress pictures and a finished picture. Nice, yeah, that'd be cool so people can see what we're talking about. And then, yeah, if you want to see the uh, the bench vice that I struggled over and had to take tear apart, hammer apart, and get back together, check it out on Instagram if you haven't already at the art of cap at the art of craftsmanship. And uh, if you want to support us, uh, we we really really appreciate all the support. Um, and if you feel like you want to support us, you can go over to patreon.com slash art of craftsmanship and you can support us there. And if not, that's fine too. You know, if you want to listen, we're here to talk and have fun. Um, if you would share it with your friends, tell other people about it, give us a rating <clears throat> on your podcast network, whichever one it is. It makes a difference. Apparently, it helps it to get out there in front of other people's eyes. So <laughs> we like that. <clears throat> and the more people that are listening, the better because it's just adding to this community, which is fun. And I'm I'm a, I'm a little afraid to look at the ratings. So just go ahead, <laughs> say something nice, and I, I don't want to look at it. <laughs> right exactly yeah say something nice or say something mean i think it all helps with the algorithm you know that's what they say <laughs> it's all in it's all interaction which is what we like but uh but yeah give us a rating and let people know what you think and uh just share with your friends we really appreciate it and uh for all of you that have been here and listening for a while we really appreciate that too we really we know who you are we see you we see your comments we know the interactions so those of you who are listening all the time and and talk to us about it we really appreciate it, it makes a big difference all right, everybody, that's it. Another week down. This is episode uh, number 74 of the Art of Craftsmanship podcast, and we will talk to you next time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.